Blue eyes crying in the rain. Hello, everybody out there in farm country. The radio commentary is brought to you by the National Corn Growers Association, Crop Life America, and the Renewable Fuels Association. They are friends, supporters, and allies of a healthy farm economy in prosperous rural America. And now for today's commentary. This is Randy Russell sitting in for my good friend Jack Block. Just one week ago, there were elections in Virginia and New Jersey that sent a clear message. Americans don't want to be governed by the political left. Glenn Youngkin, a businessman and political novice, beat former Virginia governor and Democratic National Committee chairman Terry McAuliffe by two percentage points. Just 12 months ago, Joe Biden carried Virginia by over 10 points. Interestingly, one year ago, Glenn Youngkin's name recognition stood at less than 2%. Republicans also elected Winston Sears as lieutenant governor and Jason Mayeres as attorney general, the first African-American and Latino, respectively, to serve in these positions in Virginia history. And Republicans regained control of the House of Delegates. Now, what happened in Virginia? Youngkin ran a state-based election focusing on education, school curriculums, and holding local school boards accountable. Meanwhile, McAuliffe tried to nationalize the campaign, linking Yunkin to Donald Trump every opportunity he could. In the end, McAuliffe's strategy failed. Yunkin won Virginia's rural counties with 80% of the vote, won the Hispanic vote by nine points, and made substantial inroads with suburban women who strongly supported him on education and local school curriculums. Meanwhile, in New Jersey, A state Joe Biden won by 16 points, saw incumbent Governor Phil Murphy eke out a slim victory over a political novice. And in a stunning upset, truck driver Ed Durer, who spent just $2,000 on his campaign, beat Steve Sweeney, the president of the New Jersey State Senate. And finally, in Minneapolis, voters rejected by 12 points a ballot initiative that would abolish the police department and establish a Department of Public Safety. So what is the key takeaway from last week's election? Governing from the left is not what most Americans want nor expect from their government. Most importantly, government overreach, including excessive spending and continued mandates, aren't what people voted for in the 2020 elections. And in an ominous sign for congressional Democrats, Dave Wasserman, a highly respected political observer, is now predicting that Republicans will pick up 40 seats in the House and take back control of the Senate in 2022. Beyond the elections, in the U.S. House of Representatives, after months of infighting, they completed action on a $1.2 trillion infrastructure bill, which will fund roads, bridges, ports, and rural broadband. Far less certain is the fate of the so-called human infrastructure package, which would greatly expand health and education programs and new climate-related initiatives. Continued debate between progressives and moderates in the House and Senate, such as Senator Joe Manchin of West Virginia, have left the fate of this nearly $2 trillion package in doubt. Finally, a very special thanks to all those who have served in the military, It is because of their efforts and sacrifice that each of us are blessed to live in this great nation. 
as we celebrate Veterans Day, God bless every one of our veterans. May we never take for granted the freedoms they fought and sacrificed for. This is Randy Russell reporting from Washington.